Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Welcome, everybody. Oh, wait, I need, I guess I need to say, yes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody is always sorely disappointed or delighted. When you, you don't say delighted. it, it's when important. I, when, but it's always Antoinette who says it, so when I come right. in, not saying it with her inflection and, and just trademark. It is, it's truly trademark. Tone, tonation? Yes. <laughs> is that correct? Anyway. Sure. <laughs> Anyway, you have been warned. Last week, Antoinette told everybody that she is going to be away. She is in a war zone at her job, apparently, which just sounds oppressive and terrible. Very. I, I don't that. like any of the things that happen over there, but Crazy. it pays the bills. So I but guess I need to buy my business. It pays the bills. <laughs> and, she, and I think she loves it a little bit, too. So everybody, <laughs> shout out to Antoinette. Send your... Yes. Blessings to her. By the time this airs, she will have been done. So let's send her some energy of recovery then. Yes. But Congratulate her on a job well done. A all job those things. well done. Yes. yes. I am here with co-host Nana. Now, <laughs> apparently, Nana is the most, uh, how would you say that? The guest has been on here the most. Nana, I, how many times have you been on our guest on Around the Way Curls? I'm going to take that moniker. I think this is like episode five for me. You better put that. So, girl. I think I, I should get a shirt or a jacket or something. Like, let's figure this out. A little out. desk plate or something. I okay, should no, change. I, I, you know, I like uh, some oh, fashion. Uh, so maybe okay. a pin. I'll take a pin. <laughs> for those of you who are OG <laughs> Around the Way Curls listeners, Nana is a dear friend and close to yes. your heart as well. For those yes. that are just joining Please welcome Nana. She is a friend of mine. She is also co-host of Work Bay Podcast with her best yes. friend, Obi, yes. on that podcast. They navigate everything from pop culture to challenging each other to step out of their comfort zones. She is also an incredible artist oh, and fashion right. designer. She creates gorgeous custom pieces that fit your body like a glove. You have seen them on Antoinette's body <laughs> and probably liked and commented my tongue, my colonized tongue. <laughs> McCann say it. So please tell everybody what the, the brand is. Uh, this is such a wonderful little <laughs> intro. Thank you. Uh, the, the brand is Uranchi. Yurenshi. And what it yes. mean, girl? What it is? What it do? Oh, so Yurenshi is my father's surname. Um, and so uh, I, I lost him 10 years ago. And so in honor of him and kind of just him being a, a fashion icon in my life, I decided I to um, name my brand after him. Keep yeah, a legacy in sure. the life alive. I love that. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining me. Thank We're you gonna... for having me. Yes. Yes. We're going so to follow the same curriculum that the tutor Antoinette has laid down. I'm going to do yes. my best. It might get a little chaotic, but 
that's the fun we love of it chaos. All. Listen, yes, let's, let's introduce it. it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start with my updates. Okay. I um, went to New York this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Antoinette and I did a photo shoot with the God Black. The king himself. The king, the God. And um, it was great. It's been, it feels like years since she and I have shot something together. I think it has been, but due to mm-hmm. COVID, I, I I can't remember, remember anything. But um, it's been a while and it was really, of course, nerve wracking, but then fun. Um, Antoinette and I do a lot of business stuff together. There's lots of deadlines. There's lots of like outlines, time, whatever. Right. And it was really nice to just be with her and like be in this space of oh, just laughter and trying to be carefree and also look cute. So <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and it felt good. I'm so happy. I'm so um, happy. I'm I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Um, what the images look like. Me too, child. Two Philly yeah. <laughs> hood rats running these New York streets. Okay, listen. <laughs> Philly, I also saw recently, since we want to talk about how dirty New York is, we're not the dirtiest city. We're like, not, we don't even hit top 10. I oh. think you, Philly is dirtier than us. Yes. I, dusty for sure. <laughs> have you, you ever said seen it, a not Philly me. nigga? I don't have want you no Philly ever smoke. seen a Philly nigga? <laughs> Not have you been to Philly? Of course I have. Girl, I lived in Upper Darby for like six oh. to eight months. For real? So, yeah. I know it's not the same thing, but I'm I'm familiar. Now, the dust. I've talked about it before. I'm not only... we're not gonna do this too. I apologize. All right, I'm gonna stay loyal and true because I'll have ten toes down for Philly. My bad. You better, cause they will come for <laughs> that ass. <laughs> I um I felt good energetically maybe maybe not physically I I don't feel well and What's if you guys hear on? my voice yes this is like week three that I have not kicked a common cold I don't have COVID but okay. like I'm not able to kick this cold which is a red flag for me in this moment in all seriousness yeah. and um I'm gonna share further down in the episode what I've been connecting this to and that is very uh sobering for me but girl what the fuck what are you doing anything to am I doing anything to that's a good question no (laughs) I just apparently I have a cold and I'm outside with my legs out in New York we'll see that that's not gonna work your chest is out you ain't got no scarf on no hat are you taking the white man's medicine no, no, I just we'll have okay. I have not done anything. <laughs> Jesus. Well then you're not gonna kink it, my dear. Well, I've just I thought <laughs> you were going to manifest I thought it's a cold. A cure. I thought it's something that just passes through. I didn't have a fever, like it uh-huh. should be gone by now. My immune uh, system should okay. be right, right, stuff, right. Sure, but... sure, sure. But you need you need a little concoction like a honey lemon ginger situation. Yeah, I have need you had your tea self care? Nah, yeah, nah, which is like what? I don't know that we can just will these things away. It's it's December. It's a lot of d- germs in it's the air. February. Where oh, are you, bitch, girl? <laughs> are you that, okay? That should let <laughs> everybody know where I'm at because I literally <laughs> it's we're about to hit March, and I said it's December. Um, <laughs> girl, <laughs> this is the beginning of the episode. Life. <laughs> 
does its things. And I just thank every the Lord every day that I every get to wake day. up. So How I don't know you? what you, uh, <laughs> an interesting <laughs> question. Aside from thinking of <gasps> Right. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in December. Take, don't take me back. Actually, 2022 was tragic. We will leave 2022 exactly where it is. How am I today? I am really excited to be, of course, sharing space with you, but to get back on the mic because I haven't, for for those of you who uh, found Workday via Around the Way Curls, y'all know we've been on a, a bit of a hiatus. We've taken a bit of <laughs> a break. A and that's okay. And that's it, your I, business, as Miss Tab Absolutely. Would say. It mm-hmm. truly is. And we've decided to honor the space that both of us are in and, and give extend the grace that is necessary for us to take care of ourselves before we get back. Um, to recording, but I, I haven't recorded. I haven't been on a podcast in over a year at this point. And so there, there are some feelings coming up for me, even in the midst of all of this right now, but we're just going to keep pushing through. Oh no, you're, you're a star. Oh, thank you, babe. Don't do that. You're a conversational (laughs) guru. We're flowing. Keep it going. What else? Let's fucking go. Um, but yeah, today was a, a day that happened and now it's almost over, but I'm here with you and, and we'll rejoice in that. But I'm good. I'm, I can't Amen. complain Amen. too much. We're going to move to our hot shit mm-hmm. now. I implore all of the listeners to take some time and go on YouTube and start searching and watching the videos of Mr. Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. Gabor is a Hungarian Canadian doctor and he has written many books but the one that has me in a chokehold right now is called The Myth of Normal okay. and to get like a sense of what he's talking about you can go um, a reference for you is to go type in on YouTube Myth of Normal on Democracy Now and it gives you a sense of what his book is but I'm also going to tell you as well But he goes on in his work as a physician of over 30 years, he started noticing illnesses. He started connecting personalities and character Mm -hmm. attributes with the illnesses that people were coming in with. So he was a family doctor. That means he has relationships with these people, these families for years. So he gets a real sense of who they are. And he started noticing these similarities. And so he goes, Western countries invest billions in healthcare, yet mental illness and chronic diseases are on a seemingly unstoppable rise. Nearly 70% of Americans are now on prescription drugs. So what is normal when it comes to health? Mm. In his most ambitious and urgent book yet, Dr. Mate connects the dots between our personal suffering and the pressures of modern day living with disease as a natural reflection of a life of a life spent growing further and further apart from our true selves. But with deep compassion, he also shows us a pathway to healing and health. Mm. So he talks about um, trauma Everybody's using the word trauma. Everybody's using the word triggers. Mm -hmm. But he talks about trauma and unconscious trauma that is playing out and in, in our personalities, in our personal relationships. 
is actually connected to the diseases that develop in our bodies. So he talks about people that are people people pleasers and suppress their anger often develop autoimmune diseases or cancer. And so there's all of this, you know, that feels very woo woo, but he goes on to talk about and offer a lot, citing a lot of medical and scientific data that backs this up. Of course. So the fact that I've had a cold for three (laughs) weeks, what, what in your mind? What in my mind and my heart and my spirit? I've been on here. Hold on. I have phones. I have two. For those of you who are on a Patreon, (laughs) sucks for you because we look good today. I must say, but I don't, I have two. I didn't think this through. I have two bonbons in my hair and the headphones aren't staying up. But um, yeah, the fact that I have this cold, the fact that I've been in my feelings and feel like Mm. I'm going through a lot emotionally and then me stumbling upon this writing his videos is not lost onto me. And it does feel really urgent. But this is something I would love to talk about um, as I dive into the book a little bit more further in, in, you know, hopefully future episodes. But in the meanwhile, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> this and he is like a a melancholy looking man. He's okay. like Eeyore. Oh, but he's spitting okay. hot shit. Like he's I dropping bet. bars. I mean, this while to your point, it feels a little woo woo, but it makes a whole lot of sense. I can't imagine that if your mental state is not well, that your fit, like your body's gonna follow. That feels very logical to me. Um. The people pleasing to cancer pipeline, though, I'm feeling a little uh, attacked as a as a known people pleaser. Like that is something really interesting to delve deeper into. And I reading this um, and preparing for this episode, I was like, there are probably things ailments in my body, like where your knees hurt, if your back hurts, where in your mental state is that being triggered? Girl. This is incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about with anger. He says mm. that anger is a natural boundary. Uh, it creates natural boundaries. And I'm not talking about like lashing out, but more of the anger of protection of like, hey, you've crossed a, crossed a boundary. Don't do that. Don't come right. into my space. Right. And that is protection. And when that's suppressed, it then is reflected in your immune system, which is your protector, which is your boundary maker. And so if you're in practice energetically of suppressing your, not even feeling your anger, which is, he read me to filter that, <laughs> which I like was like, oh, that's a badge of honor. Like I'm a peace, but girl, no, no, you, you're not well. <laughs> that's and your also a very been running bad- for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but anger is very, that's a natural emotion. It's, I don't think that there's anything wrong with being angry. How you express and project that anger is a different thing. But to to not allow yourself to be angry, you have to assume that that is going to affect your, it's a your, your personhood. Like that's, wow. Get into and then this. connecting it to the immune system also being a protector and how oh, anger is a protector. You but are. then he connects it to it, that's where the compassion comes in because he connects it to our deepest wounds somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. You were taught that was your survival mechanism yes. to survive as a child or wherever to people, please. Mm-hmm. For me, it was to suppress anger to, again, be a good girl in a particular way. 
but he connects it to trauma. So it, it's not like, oh, you're a bad person or you're inept person. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you got fucked up a little bit. <laughs> you better recognize it because the consequences are real and great. And I was like, and and, and dire to your health is what, because I think a lot of the time, to your point, people pleasing, just using that as an example is not intrinsically a bad thing. It doesn't cause you any harm, you think. Mm. And I and in therapy and, and kind of in this healing journey that I am on for myself, I'm realizing how my people-pleasing has hindered my ability to foster really meaningful relationships. Mm. Not to say that I don't have any, but... I have stifled some of them in an attempt to just please the people that are in my life. Mm -hmm. But now thinking about, could that have affected my blood pressure? Mm -hmm. Could that have affected, like, my joints? I'm 35 years old. My knee shouldn't hurt this bad. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, and yes, I'm a big girl. I'm carrying a lot of weight. But still. still. You know what I'm saying? And so I wonder, I'm... Very, very curious as to how a lot of the other anxiety that I have, where does that affect my body? Like depression, Mm -hmm. how does that affect my Mm -hmm. body? Mm -hmm. You know, like that, this is kind of wild. You know, okay, well, you got, we gonna have to get into it. This. Gobber. Yeah, yeah. He's bringing that hot <laughs> shit. I love him. I love him I to can't, pieces. The way and that you say his name is his everything. Name. Gobber Mata. I can't even go into how he looks. He just looks like Eeyore. He has these sad eyes. I just, I love him. And he's doing the Lord's work. And But I bet you he's probably the healthiest person you know. Because he's authentic. That's what he talks about. Like, you have to be authentic. Yeah. And we're not rewarded in the society for being authentic. And that's where the myth of normal kicks in. Yeah. And I think especially given even in, in the in the physical space, like when you're talking about um, physicians or doctors or getting checkups and all that kind of stuff or studies that are being done, a lot of times the prototype is a white male of the age of 18 to mm-hmm. 40 or what have you. Mm-hmm. And that is where those particular traits and um, physical capabilities are not going to be the same. No. And people who are from the diaspora mm-hmm. who are women. And a lot of times we're not taken into account when, when these studies are being done. And so normal was subjective as fuck to begin with because you weren't considering everyone and so i love the idea of dismantling what normalcy is and talking about the myth of that because i think for a long time we've been held to a standard that didn't consider us Mm -hmm. and knowing now that quote-unquote normal is is reductive it doesn't it's not a real thing um i think it's a great way to even start a conversation in figuring out how our health is affected by mm-hmm. all of the things that like our mind i think is like our strongest muscle if mm-hmm. if that is not well how mm-hmm. could your body be whole so yeah no this is definitely something to explore for the lord's work and truly go down, go mr down. mate yeah he he just go he he is spitting hot shit. That's all I got to say. Y'all okay. will thank me later. Go down okay. the rabbit hole, buy his book, support <laughs> that. Man, I love him. Speaking of support, oh this is mm. the moment where we 
Around the Way Curls asks you, our lovely listeners, to tap in and support us, okay? Around the Way Curls has no marketing budget. We are doing this gorilla style this is people okay? power yes, yes. <laughs> from the boot bootstraps all that toxic shit we talk about that's what we're doing right now on our backs so the more that we grow the more we can get the resources to uh rest to Amen. have a lot more creative juice to flow so that we can put it back into our content um mm-hmm. so please subscribe comment rate share if you're on the social media which i i applaud you tell your mom your cousin word of mouth send them the link via text all of it is really important if you want to see us my nose is running i don't have a tissue either (laughs) shame you can see it i got a glazed donut i'm 36 years old (laughs) (laughs) not a glazed donut you look good i mean but just a little Oh my god! I I might actually have to take a break to go get this. But if you are on Patreon, you would be able to see this in real time, real life. Patreon is a subscription platform where you can pay monthly five, seven, ten dollars to watch around the way curls program. I want to shout out some of our most recent patrons: Shantae, Elijah, and Glade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I mean, she would have she would have hit you with the tilde if it was glad that Yeah, shout out to you. We appreciate you. Uh, and we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and we will be back with more. With oh na 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 na. Do you know that's what I say every time? I, I girl, the song changes. <laughs> it's back. fine. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We are back. Mm-hmm. The porcelain princess and black. <laughs> Internet's not here. She's the queen of politics. So you're just mm. going to have to go with my, you know, 
my best attempt of politics. <laughs> I think you're doing here. a wonderful job. I'm very excited <laughs> to talk about all of these topics. <laughs> In my scrolling, I stumbled upon a recent New York Times article. Its title is Child Immigrants Alone and Exploited Migrant Children Work Brutal Jobs Across the U.S. And so this is a story about how since 2021, I think was the date, there has been an increase of migrant children who've coming into the U.S. without their parents in record numbers and ending up in the most punishing jobs in the country. These kids are working 12 hours days. They're going to school and then going to work. They're working and then going to school and then going back to work. Capitalism. These are 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, girls, boys, gender non-conforming folks. Like, they all Everybody. out there. Everybody yeah. is out mm -hmm. there. The jobs that they're getting, which I'm not surprised by, are um, jobs that are under the table. So under the table operations and global corporations. Walmart, Target, places that process milk for Ben and Jerry's. There's this huge company. Um, oh, I don't have it on here, but uh, I don't have it. But basically they are the uh, processing companies for cereals, bread mm. it's like a huge uh, brand that like all okay. of the 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 smaller you know shit that we put on our table shit that we feed to our kids these young hands have touched mm -hmm. what how this is working is that the u.s does know about these children of course so the kids are coming and crossing they're leaving places of course nobody leaves their home unless it's intolerable so they're leaving not a, not a 12 or 13 year old no. by themselves without their parents. Without yes. their parents. Without their parents. Yes. I would love to hear the stories that these, you know, I might maybe it's the conservatives, I don't know, whoever has a, a an idea <laughs> about why people come into the US. <sighs> what they would have to say about a child that would risk their lives by themselves to cross these borders. But dangerous dangerous terrains that they're crossing to get here. Like it's obscene. Yeah. They come over here. The U.S. does know about them. And rather than pushing them back out into the wilderness, again, to these dangerous, unknown areas by themselves, they then take them in and put them through this pro uh, process of getting sponsors. So they find U.S. families to sponsor them and to house them as they go through their um, immigration, immigration process. Immigration process. Mm -hmm. And so... What's ended up happening as the numbers increase is that the processes are being rushed and these sponsors aren't getting vetted. The government was not able to contact 85,000 of these children that they have put in the hands into these sponsors. And they're supposed to. What do you mean they the, weren't able to contact? They're supposed them. to. What does they're that supposed mean? to be able to contact the um, sponsors and have conversations with the kids sure. for monthly check-ins. Like I don't know DHS. I don't know the the government right, umbrella for right. like DHS child <laughs> welfare. <laughs> but they're eighty five thousand children. They don't know where they at. That what is they a doing? Ridiculous amount of children to not be aware of where they are. That is insane. They're not vetting the sponsors. And so what ends up happening is that these sponsors, of course, take advantage of these kids. Who knows the abuse that they're enduring? Who knows the trafficking 
that is yes. happening. Yes. And also they end up putting the kids in debt. So the kids will come over. Sometimes these kids have connection with like distant relatives that they don't mm -hmm. know, but they like mm -hmm. have, you know, they share a cousin or whatever. Right. Those relatives take advantage of them and say like, bet we're going to take care of you that you're going to have to pay off $10,000. Right. Right. And then they become indentured servants so that they can send money back to their family and then pay off their debt. So they. I don't. I mean, I think a, it, this issue is kind of tenfold. Like I, we haven't really ever had a really good immigration system. Like our process fucking sucks. It just does. Like I've known people, family members of my own who have waited decades to get access to this country to file for green cards. Like our process, it just doesn't make any sense. And to your point, for anyone to leave the only country that they've known, the only family that they've known, to risk their life to travel, sometimes on foot, thousands of miles, to come to this country in a hope for safety, for opportunity, for sometimes just a salvation. Like they're running from gang violence. Yeah. They're running yeah. from sexual violence. Like there's so many, you, there's nothing that I could conceivably think of. Like there's, I could never do this. And I think that is what is always so frustrating for me when I hear people say things like, well, go back to your own country and we don't have any resources here. And da, da, da. Like you have to really have not an empathetic bone in your body to think that somebody is cavalierly making a decision to travel to this country, knowing the discrimination that they're going to face when, mm -hmm. once they get here mm -hmm. and it's still worth it for them. Mm -hmm. What are they leaving? Mm. Um, but then you get here and like our border situation right now is like we have tent cities at our, at our border. Then you, if you even are able to cross in to your point, you're running through this muck of, I don't even know what you can call it. Like a, a, a piss poor system we're still dealing with what happened during the Trump um, mm -hmm. administration and how we were kind of just throwing people to other countries that they didn't belong to because we didn't want them. Like I'm coming from El Salvador, but you're deporting me to, to Mexico Child. or you're deporting me yeah. to, mm. to Haiti or like we're just throwing people away because we don't want to deal with them. That's not a process. And so now you have, I mean, 80 to not know where 85,000 children, children are under the age that, of 18, under the age of 18, that you've given access to your country is criminal. Like that's it's criminal. I, I, but I, I blame the government, but then I don't blame the government because all of us are operating under the hypnotism of capitalism, right? Well, that's the thing. So, so even even outside of the piss poor process, a small part of me feels like there has to be some intentionality here Girl. because you know that these children are coming here to work. Mm -hmm. So to your point, to hopefully send money home to their families, mm -hmm. to survive, to, to foster a new life here. This is labor that you're banking on in in to do jobs that most Americans don't want to do 
for wages that most Americans would not be willing to um, to be paid. And so it is interesting to me that we can like magically lose these people, have them find their place somewhere throughout the country and start working for us. And I, you shared a quote here from a teacher, like an, um, an ESL teacher mm-hmm. who was sharing that her students, like to your point, the coming to school, going to work at night, coming to school, going to work. So people are very aware of the, the lack of child, yeah. like the, the, la- yeah. the, the child labor that is being abused here. And we're accepting of it because it benefits our bottom line, which is make more money, make more money off of the, off of the lives of these kids the, and the target Ben and Jerry's. We know we love how well, Ben and Jerry. Ben and- let's be clear. It's the milk processing that is but used. They have in, to, but that niggas, that's what I'm saying. Fuck they ben have Jerry's to on the know. Debone chicken, soda, Whole foods, Ford, general motors. Like they're putting made in America tags into J crew shirts. They bake dinner rolls sold at Walmart and target. These are babies and we're ingesting this literally literally yeah literally i love i love that you said that literally well, ingesting i have been eating this i won't i probably won't stop because i'm as caught up and fucked up and in agreement with this some kind of way as well because what do you do do you grow your own because grains your you wheat to 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 grind your own uh, flour to make your like we are so reliant upon these institutions that even if we really wanted to go live in the backwoods somewhere with our farm we're like we're tapped in some way somehow as far removed as you want to be and it is it's painful but it's also really dangerous to play into this abuse because the children are going to keep coming. We're going to keep losing them and they're going to continue to find their, their way into these factories, into these mills, it like onto these farms. And I think it's such an interesting ju- juxtaposition. Um, Biden was in Ukraine last week and they were talking about, he had a meeting with Poland and they were talking about how wonderful Poland was to take all these refugees out of the war. And it's like, you have people, sir, sleeping on your border right now, looking for asylum who are, who are essentially refugees of their own country. And you refuse to, to give them access and a proper process to to live and be productive citizens of this country. Why are you in somebody else's country talking about kudos to you for accepting the refugees? What are, uh, what about the people on your border right now? And so like, I, you, I can't, I blame the government a hundred percent, but to your point, we are, I think we're victims of, of this, this piss poor system and the only thing that we can really do to remove ourselves is to not participate. But it I, that feels very unrealistic. I'm going to put it back to what we were just talking about with Gabor. Mm, mm. Inauthenticity, right? Inauthenticity is when you do things that you know your heart, your gut says is wrong. Mm-hmm. And you think that energetically the out you're putting it somewhere that it's being hidden somewhere you're sweeping mm-hmm. it under the rug, but you're essentially essentially weakening 
and destroying yourself. True. Yes. Yeah. And so energetically, this is what America does best, baby. I mean, and even, cream of the crop. We've it, never, nobody ain't nobody it doing it like we do it. And even <laughs> our lack of, again, imagination, a lack of what are we going to do? There's no other option. Uh, is 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 detrimental to us all. it's killing us it's, it's killing, killing us. us and it's going to continue to kill us and until we decide that people are more important more important than profit we're going to continue to live in these systems until we think we're more important than profit i i, I can't say that i don't live my own life i'm sick right sure. now Nana. Sure. <laughs> i'm not well until I, I guess the ways in which we dismantle this kind of uh, people over profit is how we regard ourselves and how mm. am I mm. going to honor my, because again, I can't take care of nobody if I'm over here coughing and still Damn. not prioritizing yeah. myself. <laughs> Right. 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 And then because right. in some, maybe I, I'm not, because in a lot of ways I'm functioning for this sense of security like oh i got i gotta get i gotta i i i gotta go to work i mm -hmm. gotta take care of my kid i gotta be mm -hmm. there for this person mm -hmm. i gotta come up with this outline for the pot i have this it's in my bones to yeah. disregard myself feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for some other outcome some yeah. whether it be productivity whether it be this false sense of security whether it be not to ruffle other people's feathers so god damn it <laughs> i don't i don't i think about this quite often no, no. um and i and i think to you i agree with you that there is an individual responsibility but like we are a, a communal people like Black people specifically, mm. and so there. If to your point, if I'm re if I'm regarding myself in this way, and if I'm misusing my body in an attempt to achieve mm -hmm. X, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume the same for the person sitting next to me, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. friend that I have right yeah. in front of me, yeah. and so we're just all collectively abusing each other in this attempt to achieve what? whatever goal that we have. But I think. That's where like an empathetic mm -hmm. mindset is, but I I I love that you are bringing it back to self because we I think sometimes we rely too much in the savior mindset mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. supporting and encouraging and and um, being there for others that even that is a detriment to us yeah. and see I'm mm -hmm. getting it's always coming back to the people pleasing for me because yeah. that is at my core like I would I would like to think that I'm a nurturer but I think that that can even be abused and so how do we do that collectively because I can as an angel as an individual work towards this sort of salvation but if we're not doing it together how much are we moving forward how much of the how much of the system are we dismantling yes. how much impact are we actually yes. having yes. and i don't know that we need to have like a conference or like a meeting and decide collectively but i think if you if bringing it back to self if you decide to maybe not support certain businesses not patron certain places get your own little chicken farm whatever it encourages your community around yeah. you yeah. and then maybe that's a way that we kind of at least in a small 
small aspect stop mm-hmm. participating mm-hmm. in some of and these disrupt things. some of this yes yeah hallelujah mm. well, we got some work to do on to biden's butt go biden. oh oh biden grandpa joe <laughs> This week, Biden is going to bat in court to push through this, uh, what do you call this, this dismissal of, of our student loans. Student loan forgiveness, his program. Yeah, yes, it's up. Amazing. I think the Supreme Court is actually in, um, they're debating it now. They're yeah. debating it now. So the debate is around the language of the HEROES Act. And so that is what both Biden and Trump invoked during COVID. And the language of the HEROES Act was the law specifically says that when the president declares such an emergency, the secretary of education has the power to waive or modify any statutory or regulatory provision governing student loan programs. So if there's war, there's a disaster, they can say the people can't handle this. Yes. Yeah, got it. They can say, and that's what both Biden and Trump did. They were like, all right, pause on these student loans. Shit's a little crazy Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Biden took it a little bit further and wanted to provide some um, relief to the economically disadvantaged and canceled $20,000 of their student debt. Those earning more money, up to $125,000, could qualify for as much as $10,000 in debt relief. Already 16 million student loan borrowers have been approved for some loan forgiveness. 90% of them earning less than $75,000. These are. Oh, wow. That's not. People are. That's not a lot of money. It is. It's not money at all. That people can't afford. Yeah. The people that and, need this relief need this relief. Mm-hmm, truly. I, I remember even when they were posing this, they were like, oh, we're giving it to all these Ivy League kids and all of these affluent kids. And why am I paying for this? And I don't I didn't get that kind of education. And it's like, sir, 90 percent, 90 percent of the students who are who are just approved make less than seventy five thousand dollars a year. Shout out to, actually not shout out, middle finger to Missouri, (laughs) Nebraska, Iowa, Arkansas, Kansas, and South Carolina, who were the ones that put the monkey in the wrench and wanted to take this to the Supreme Court and objected against this law being passed. Your own, your own constituents, your own citizens need this support. And you like, you just, some people just can't get right. Like they just can't, it's, it's too much like right to get on board. And so. They have to muck up the system. It's it's so utterly ridiculous. It really Ugh. is. So this is this is what's being debated um, in the Supreme Court. We'll see what happens. I do see like Biden. Biden be trying. He, <laughs> he don't trying. have a choice because we on his motherfucking neck. I so, know. You know he's trying. And I think he he hit us with this during the right before the midterms, and um. You know, we saw how that all unraveled. So I, I'll, you are right. He, he, he's trying. I, I don't care <laughs> about this personally. Do you have loans that you have to pay back? Bitch, I owe, I don't owe the government, but Sally and motherfucking May, them bitches, I, they will be in my will. I owe these people so much money. Um, 
it's actually debilitating sometimes to think about it. And so I choose not to. I know that's right. Um, Cognitive dissidence. Let's go. (laughs) I even, even in, because the, the, the case, the, the case started today, like they were Mm -hmm. at the Supreme court today. And I, um, I was watching CNN earlier and there was this gentleman, I don't know where he's from, but he, in the nineties borrowed $5,000 to help towards an associate degree at, at he's 50 plus now that man still owes 40, 4,000 of those dollars What due to interest and deferring and all of this stuff. Like I, I, it is again with criminal. The fact that I think for a large generation, especially I think folks in our age group, it was beaten into us that you needed that yeah. secondary education Girl. to be successful. Mm-hmm. You had to go to college. Mm-hmm. There was no way around achieving success without it. And then now to riddle us with all of this debt mm-hmm. where home ownership, where people are not considering having families anymore because they owe so much money to the government, to these private um, loan companies. It is just crazy. And I think I saw a few years ago that if they decided to just wipe out the debt, the student loan debt entirely, it would benefit the economy. So right now it's just greed. The Missouri, Nebraska, all of them folks, y'all are just mad. This has nothing to do with function. Like y'all are just y'all. I I don't know if these legislators, they didn't go to college or they didn't No, But like that, that was a lot of the stuff that you were seeing on the, on like right wing shows is like, well, I didn't go to college. So why do I have to pay for your student loan forgiveness? And it's like, well, I'm, there are a lot of things that our, our tax dollars go to that don't technically benefit me. They're still necessary. Anything that helps uh, people just hate poor people. People think that's that it. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't want to support people. They don't want to support um, irresp- people being irresponsible. They don't. But it's they not just even being irresponsible. It's, it's not. not even- but this is the story that they say around exactly. actually, again, sharing your resources. It's like, right. I'm not going to help these kids. I'm not going to yeah. help this country that's suffering. Figure like, it out. Figure it like- out. If I could, you don't think I would? Like, why do you do you think that I want to owe anybody hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education y'all told me I had to have? Where's the logic there? But I, ugh, I hope that they um I hope that somehow it, by the grace of God mm, this gets through. Only. I don't think it's possible. I don't I I am I, uh, the way a with the courts right now, the makeup of the courts, yeah. it doesn't feel very likely. Um, but yeah, uh, we can only hope. We can we can only hope. Well, those were my politics yeah. for today. <laughs> you did so good, baby. Look at you. It's a net will be proud of me. She would be so proud. I thought that was a very robust and thoughtful <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> on on to the hoot nanny shenanigans, pop culture baby. Okay, hoot nanny. Hoot nanny. Internet said that word, and I just love it. It just tickles. It's a me. good. We love a good hoot nanny. I love Can't it. <laughs> My favorite girl, Kiki Palmer, had her Aww, baby. Her and Darius, light skinned Darius. Oh, 
Kind of light skinned Darius. <laughs> is that the baby daddy's name? Yeah, he light skinned as hell. He look like a biracial. She got herself a biracial <gasps> man, light skinned Darius. They hmm. welcomed in their baby boy. It's so. Leotis, I believe, is the baby's name. What? Leotis. No, it's not. L E O D I S. <laughs> I swear on everything that I love. I don't, and he has a very Negrodian name. It's very, very <laughs> Negro. It's giving civil rights era. What it's did you giving Leodian. No. Leotis is the baby's name. Yes. I swear. And that I is swear. a parody. You can look that up right now. That is a parody. It's not. They call the baby Leo. His name is Leotis. That got to be an homage and ode to, to an ancestor. <laughs> Maybe somebody's uncle, somebody's granddaddy. Wait, how do you spell that, Jordan? L E O D I S. I'm pretty sure. I that's what I saw earlier today. I love that for them. Yes. No, she, I am so, the sun name, it literally comes up. <laughs> I cannot. And what, how do you say that, that middle name, Andre, Andrelton? Oh, Kiki, she is so black and I love it. Someone and Jackson. That name sound like it led a civil rights march. <laughs> but don't it? It do. Iconic, call, some called it iconic legendary has a i'm here oh we ain't going listen kiki we love you so much you love you, her so you much are okay you are all right you can't do nothing wrong with me for me girl light she skin is Leotis. truly a gem that I... is a light skin Le- i love it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i i'm actually really 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 excited for her um and her her new family i think she's been very vocal about her um her struggles with pcos and that isn't something that i personally have to deal with but i think for women who have you know issues with our reproductive system to see someone to be able to carry their own child and birth their own child it's it's very very affirming and hopeful so Baby Leotis, welcome to the world. It's ghetto. Family. I know. Child. We'll love you exactly. You're gonna, I think you're gonna have a wonderful time. Your mom seems like a hoot nanny. She is is the personification of a hoot nanny. (laughs) Speaking of hoot and nanny, Antoinette brought this to my attention. Normally I wouldn't, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because Oh boy. I'm just gonna do it just just to get the people going. Okay. King of Reads on YouTube recently posted a video, a critique, if you will. Uh-huh. A grooving gorilla and chicken boy. It's a video of these Negroes. <laughs> Don't do that in a restaurant. Bad. You know, grooving gorilla is that big ass, muscular, flexible, big old fluid black man. Yes. Fluid as hell though. Like he be the body rolling. Be the right. body rolls are real. I don't know chicken boy. I don't care to expound on him any more <laughs> than that. And as a person who loves chicken as well. Uh-huh. but apparently this niggas they're in a restaurant there's white people there i don't know if it's all white people but from the video it looked pretty it looked it, it looked very caucus it did. It, there were a lot of white people there it did look very oh caucus, god yeah. so apparently these niggas are in a white <laughs> restaurant with a white gaze <laughs> dancing and eating chicken <sighs> and then putting it on the air mind you they have a lot of white followers and so okay. his his critique is that it's a modern modern day minstrel show. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I thank you for bringing this to my attention because I too am not familiar with Chicken Boy. To your point, we don't need to get any deeper than that. And grouping, I don't want to call no black man gorilla, but if that's what he we're named calling, himself, that girl. Jesus Christ, why? Um, and he I, looks I, like I, a gorilla. <laughs> you mean his stature? Like his body frame? What looks like a gorilla? He does. Are we about to unpack He does. He does. He looks like he could pound your with his one hand. And it's not it's not in a racist way. The physique is looks Is that racist? Can you can I not I apologize. My conditioning is a condition. I kinda want you to stop saying (laughs) (laughs) My conditioning is conditioned. Um yeah, it you I the menstrual shelf I ugh, the video was I'm conflicted because um more than anything for the grooving gorilla longevity wise what else are you gonna dance to we like he literally shimmied to this man. And and drop chicken into his face. Like, it was just like, why? Like, he was like, uh, I, I'm assuming that chicken boy was like dancing with a drumstick and Grooving Gorilla was like dancing mm-hmm. to the drumstick. And I was just like, is this what we're doing in 2023? I think they're making the argument that it's their, it brings them joy. They're being joyful. Which is valid. Black men and, you know, black boy joy is the argument. Yes. Freedom, expression. Also, who don't fucking love chicken? I, I mean, I've never had a chicken. Well, that's not you. I've definitely had chicken that made me dance. But I'm just like, I again because I'm not familiar with these men. I think the gays, like, who is this for? Understanding that a lot of their audience is are are white people. Is this sending some sort of a message? Possibly, but I also feel like. And I love King of Reeds. I love, I love his commentary. I watch his shows regularly. It just felt like a bit of a reach. Like I, I think it's okay to be silly in eight seconds and eat your chicken. Like we don't, it doesn't need to be anything more than that. Um, is it something that I'm going to be doing and posting on the internet? Absolutely not. But this man has clearly found a lane. I don't know how far in the lane is okay, for him, I hear what you're but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I think, and I, I think it's a, a, a topic that we're going to be hitting later on. It's like so many people police our bodies already. Mm. Why would we do that to ourselves? And I don't see how it pushes the conversation forward mm. by stigmatizing these men mm. who are just, Eating chicken and having a good time. And dancing. And and dancing. Like we have all had a piece of chicken that really rocked our world. I, I refuse to believe that as black people. And so yeah, it, it's not something that I would promote. It isn't, it didn't touch my vantage point. I haven't seen it because my inter- the way that my my social media is curated, I'm really locked in. But he I don't I just I don't feel the need to participate in and stigmatizing them. it correlates but it doesn't necessarily um equate to that right like mm-hmm. grooving gorilla chicken boy 
dancing, white people clapping and smiling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it correlates to menstrual. Giving. Oh, it's absolutely right up there. It's adjacent. <laughs> it They're is, neighbors. But I don't know. I get, I like the grace that you're offering them. I'm, I'm, yes. It I'm, makes I, me I uncomfortable. I will say that. Very, yes. Will not disagree with you there. I hate the term grooving gorilla. <laughs> the fact that I am even reading that right now is bothering me. Chicken yeah. boy. I don't know what that is, sir. But if this is if this is what being black to you is and this is how you celebrate go ahead shimmy to your chicken i don't i don't know i had speaking of shimming speaking of blacks mm. speaking mm. of white people <laughs> i had that segue. That was i had an uh, I, I have an unpopular opinion that i've been sitting with and I've been tr- triggering out, figuring out how to articulate this. I'm so interested in what you have to say, what you think about this. Tank. Tank from Tank and the Bangers. Mm. She's from a New boy Orleans. Think I'm pretty. Yes. We'll say it again. <laughs> what, what, her, she has this it's viral a- uh, soundbite from a song, poetry that she, she has. What does she say? Yes. She said, there's a boy in my DM thinks I'm pretty. Right. Yeah. That's her. Love her. Love her. She Love is, the band. She's been around for a very long time. Very long time. Super talented. Incredible, incredible. writer. Incredible performer. Incredible singer. Multi-hyphenated mm-hmm. in terms of what All she the things. can All the do. Things. Okay? Yes. <laughs> she, But Tank also has this um, positivity to her. Right? Like her 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 songs are often around affirming herself around um she ain't just singing like whining and crying over a nigger talking about a never. toxic relate like SZA no. none of them could never she never been around that now what is the, okay <laughs> i love but you know what i mean like this I do, whiny I do. r&b stuff is not what she's doing she always has a live band behind her she's giving energy she's giving performance she's giving confidence yes yes i think that tank deserves the same if not more recognition than our beloved lizzo okay I think in terms of the lane that they're in, they're in a same lane. Their energy, their messaging is similar. Okay. I think Tank is a more talented artist. Mm. Okay. (laughs) I think she's a better singer. I think she does what Lizzo does, but better. Okay. I would argue that she does not get the attention Mm. And the recognition that she deserves because of the way of how black she is. And I'm not talking about just her skin tone. She does happen to be um, a darker skin, darker than Lizzo. But Lizzo, I wouldn't describe as being light skin. skin. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's like a colorism thing. But in her energy, in her presentation, she is black as fuck. That is a nigga. Yes. Agreed. And her music and her way of being feels, Lizzo's way of being feels less threatening to white Mm. people. So Mm. I think she gets more attention. But I think Tank does what Lizzo, she is what Lizzo wants. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Girl. I apologize. I I like Lizzo. This is not hating on Lizzo. But there's something about Tank's 
unapologetic, effortless, consistent blackness Mm -hmm. that makes her less palpable to the masses than Lizzo, Mm -hmm. even though I think they're doing the same thing and she's Mm -hmm. doing it better. You've said a lot of things. You've said a lot of things. Unpopular. I love Tank and the Bangas. If you have never listened to their NPR Tiny Desk, please go ahead and bless yourself. It is amazing. Um, And you're right. These are two brown, fat, singing ass girls. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, I don't, I, I don't know that they, they're not equivalents, but the comparison seems fair for sure. Okay. Um, the cop when when and I to be very honest with you am not ever interested in what is <laughs> unthreatening to white people. Mm-hmm. I don't think about white mm-hmm. people. They don't cross my mind, mm-hmm. and it isn't in the. I I just don't got it. And so I hear this conversation a lot around Lizzo and her popularity, and like, does she sing white people music? Or and I'm like, no, that's a black woman. Her music is black. It's really, there's no other conversation there. Now, is it pop as opposed to R&B, as opposed to okay, soul? Okay, this is a good argument. Build your case. Let's go. Those are, uh-huh. <laughs> those are things that are debatable. Uh-huh. We can definitely have that conversation. Okay. And I think to your point, Tank, even though I feel like they have some poppy songs, is in, a very, yeah. yes, is in a very different lane than what Lizzo um what Lizzo's music is like. Also, I don't when I when I first was introduced to Tank, um, it felt very underground. It felt very um, like early two thousands neo soul. Like it wasn't like mainstream. And Lizzo is a motherfucking superstar. Like she has the money, she has the backing, she has the support. She's given opportunities, and she's put in position that maybe somebody like a Tank is is not given i don't know but why why that is that these are the things that we have to think about because i wonder if lizzo just got her lick at at the right time she hit when it was like because she's been doing music for a very long time time too i wonder if they both have you know hit the scene around the same time maybe she just she just caught hers the algorithm was algorithm ring and it just happened when it was supposed to and it hasn't happened yet for Tank. And I don't even really want to say that because they're incredibly successful. The, yes. the band tours Nominated all the time. Twice. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Doing well. So I them. just think... <sighs> I think that there is something to be said about the different types of music that they make and how it is received and promoted in 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 the ether. I don't I don't know what is not threatening to white people because I'm not a white person. Um I I can't say that there isn't some there it that feels like a valid case. Maybe threatening isn't the word, but there's an energy there is something about her She's disarming. I will. I will say that for sure. Lizzo is disarming. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzo, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She's very, very comfortable. I'm sure Lizzo grew up around a lot of white people. Like 
I mean, I'm a black girl. I went to high school with nothing but white girls. And so in spaces where I have to code switch, it's very easy for me to do that. Mm -hmm. It feels like Lizzo has mastered that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, that's not to say that Tank also doesn't have the the capabilities of doing that, but it doesn't also feel like she's interested. Interested in it. At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she's very cool in her smaller venues, in her, like, not to say that she couldn't hit us with a a stadium situation, Mm -hmm. but that don't really even feel like her energy mm. you know what i'm saying and so you know mm. like you said her her sound her little audio is going viral now i see it all the time on the internet i hope this is encouraging people to listen to their music because the band is fucking amazing and maybe this will be something that catapults her into a larger so. space but so. yeah I'm, y'all tell me what you think about this because <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I was just scrolling and I thought it. And I yeah, didn't think much about I think it's case. a very fair. It's okay. a very I'm actually really proud of the comparison because <laughs> people do it with other stuff. With other they like they do the whole Lizzo and other people thing. And I'm like, that doesn't even Mm-mm. feel like they live in the same universe. Mm. But um yes, unpopular but fair. I would say that that's a fair opinion for sure. Yeah. I don't want to focus on this too long. Because okay. we have, we talked about this uh, last week. Anthony's probably going to come on and talk about it more. <laughs> Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan recently <sighs> did a photo shoot together or there were some shots together of them, mm-hmm. you know, very close to each other, leaning on each other, Looking uh, like touching brothers. each other. Yeah. Yes. And of course, this sparked, this is after Jonathan Majors' essence. Um photo where he had on the pink and he had his duck lips duck and chow he does like he does like he does press. he's been doing he it a like lot lately i'm like oh you've been no, practicing I, again if you go back because like i know everybody loves to pretend that they always been in love with jonathan majors but he's been pursing the lips for a while oh i didn't know that i haven't yeah. i've seen him doing it a lot more recently <laughs> in the photos and i'm like okay i also wonder if he feels like i'm he's modeling question yeah, quote unquote like, more so he face. has to do that yeah, yeah. I'm, it's it's interesting it's very interesting but he loves work. to purse the lip he'll purse the lip on the red carpet he'll purse the lip duck he purses it. He the lip better than I, I cannot duck lip like Never. Jonathan I, I don't like I feel ridiculous <laughs> Anyway, it got the streets talking, of course. of course. And last week, Internet and I talked about this idea of um, the equivalent of service, you know, mm-hmm. um, between mm-hmm. men and women, acts of service. Um, unpopular opinion. I'm mm, so bored <laughs> by this gender discussion that we're having. I'm tired. It feels like a dog chasing his tail. Absolutely. And I don't, I, I feel like I don't have the questions, but I don't feel like we're asking the right questions. I think there's something really juicy there for us to uncover. And that's not to Mm -hmm. say that like gender inequality or conditioning isn't real and fucking Mm -hmm. us all up because it Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. but I'm so tired of how we're talking about it. I'm snooze. Yeah. Cause we're, cause we're, there isn't anything really impactful or meaningful behind it outside of, oh, these niggas is gay. That like, that's really it. Men oh, can't do this. Is gay. And then the other thing is stop policing men. <laughs> they deserve to be soft. Right. Okay. 
We haven't, it's, it's so done. reductive. We haven't moved past that ever. And I, I don't think we have the capability to, and that's why we haven't. Because the people who don't care are not interested in participating and the right. ones that do don't have the language. So we're, we're just not asking. Kind of, an, that's so real. We're not asking just, the we're right question. We're not asking the right questions. We're recycling the same talking points that we've heard. It's the same one liners. It's, it's, it's so reductive. Um, I, I also heard now men are not allowed to smoke hookah because ah! that is for the gays and the women. Like every day, it's another thing. What the fuck? I don't understand. And at first I was like, oh, men are doing this to themselves. Why are they suppressing themselves? Mm-mm. And now I have to realize women are playing such a huge part in this policing, Kevin, um, Kev on stage did, did a thing once where he said, some women have posted, men can't have dessert at dinner. <laughs> like, what? They're not allowed to eat a course at dinner or they, if you order, if you order an appetizer, you a bitch nigga. What are we, like, what are we doing? And I'm, I'm, I'm so curious as, as to how we come to all of these absolutes, but absolutes. I'm also probably... I'm probably part of the problem because I'm anybody who would say something like that. I'm not interested in having a conversation with you. And so I don't get to explore that mindset more. But if you saw that, the, the, the images between Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors and saw anything sexual that says everything about you and nothing about those two men. They looked like brothers. They looked like best friends. They, I was, Hey, I was like, also, can you make some space for me? Like, what <laughs> is the can issue? I get in the middle? Can, can I, I get, get over the shoulders? I mean, me listen, side. you put me wherever you want to put me. Just put me between the two of you. Like, I don't. I how you could think that that was homoerotic or like homosexual? It is. It is perplexing. But if you don't, if you're, if you're so insecure and concerned with yourself, you can't see that and think anything else. And it's. I it is saddening to me that two black men cannot be in close proximity to each other without it turning into something. And even if they God forbid they like okay, so they're gay. And what? I th- I think what I think what women I think what myself, mm. I think mm. what women and men or I think men have are, have already stated their um their discomfort with mm-hmm. tenderness right with that mm-hmm. but i think mm-hmm. women have to be honest about we how we inherently think that tenderness and softness is um, a woman's trait is a woman's trait and is inherently has no power is we inherently mm-hmm. hate tenderness Ooh. and softness and think it's a place of of um is it like demasculate is it like emasculating no i think just in terms of energy we think it's a space of powerlessness and we too Mm. have contempt for it as well Mm. Mm. oh that's i didn't think you were gonna go there and that's kind of fucking me up because for a long time i was performing aggression as power yeah oh yeah 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, probably till 30. I, it was like, oh no, I'm, you're gonna respect me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, or, or I can, I can be soft and not necessarily lean into my femininity because I feel like that kind of has been warped a bit and still get the respect that I deserve, Mm -hmm. but not feel like I have to be, um, masculine Mm -hmm. because in my life, to your point, the people that I've experienced who had power were typically the men in my family. Mm-hmm. Were typically, I mean, I, I mm, were the boys that I was in school with. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, they were aff- they were affirmed in their power mm-hmm. in a very different yeah. way than I was. Yeah. And I thought the only way to get that same level of respect was to to have proximity to masculinity. And so I was definitely performing power and aggression mm-hmm. in, in an attempt to garner respect mm-hmm. in a way that was completely inauthentic mm-hmm. to who I was, but felt like a response to the circumstances that I was put in and kind of the conditioning mm-hmm. of of the community around me. Um, I think, I think it's also the decoupling of gender or the body and energy, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. we keep saying this and we're all, our heads are getting all fucked up about it, but like energy, like that yielding, surrendering, softer energy, regardless of who's embodying it. That's what I'm saying. It's not gender. It's that not doesn't gender. Belong to we have to exactly. like decouple yeah. it, but then yeah. also be honor, honest that we think that that type of energy is for suckers. You get played, you get taken advantage of. And we, same, I think we secretly, yeah, yeah, we think it's, yeah. it's inherently weaker. Mm-hmm. And I think we all, I'm at caged by it. Think that mm, are you? Is, are uh-huh. you really? Oh, absolutely. I think we are all. We think we have re- contempt for it. That's that's what wow. I think. I wonder. So, hmm, can we can we stay here for a little bit? Go, oh, okay, let's go. I'm just because I wonder as somebody like <sighs> the contempt you have for. Okay. Because I I would like to think that you're a very progressive woman. You're kind of in some of the conversations that we take my bag upstairs, okay? (laughs) But so (laughs) that's what I'm saying. But do in I think you can be progressive and still want some of the traditional. You're right norms that happen in relationships because i remember i think a couple of days ago y'all posted the whole pump and gas situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and while i don't think that there is anything inherently wrong up for antoinette to pump her own gas i do think it is inconsiderate for you to be laid up in my car mm-hmm. while i'm outside pumping mm-hmm, my own mm-hmm, gas mm-hmm. and so that that notion or or it isn't necessarily solely the act, but the care that is done there, knowing that, yes, Antoinette will have to pump her gas whether this nigga was there or not. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you're in my presence and I'm now in an unsafe 
position because I'm outside of this car. Mm -hmm. I'm vulnerable to people around Mm -hmm. me and you're plushly in my car, in Mm -hmm. my car, Mm -hmm. watching me do it. Like that to me is where the issue lies. But that's, that doesn't have to do with penis. It has to do with energy. Like it has ener- to do with it's energy. an energetic exactly. it's agreement. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's honesty of the women to be like, yes. why the fuck am I, you know, it, it, I think that calls for a deeper conversation around honesty and agreements yeah. than yeah. these assumed roles that we make. Right. Because I'm, I remember even, and I think you had talked about like cooking, which is not a gender. If you are a better cook, chef it up. Like that's kind of, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of these things are becoming dismantled. To your point though, I think women have to be honest because I do think we assume a more progressive mindset that we also enjoy some of the luxuries. I, when my brother comes to visit me, I don't take out the trash. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when he's not here, the tra- who I take out, I have to take mm-hmm. it out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there are things that I will yield to a man mm-hmm. because I assume that's their responsibility. I don't know that that's a right or wrong thing, and I'm willing to have that conversation. But to your point, I have to be honest that that is something that I I do fall into that trope of this is a man's task, this is a woman's yeah. task. Like there are aspects of of that in my person. And I and I'm okay with that. You're okay with it, if, especially yeah. if your partner, if you and your partner have this conversation, of understanding, right, right, conversation about it. But I think it's the fact that we were all dumbstruck when it when it came to it was assumed that women have this energetic capacity to do it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that we don't want we don't want we don't ass- want that from men, or we don't assume that from men. I don't know. I don't know. Again, <laughs> if I'm in a cage. I'm exhausted by it. We're going around in loops. You're in not. It. I don't think you're in a cage. I think it, for us to kind of push past the the very surface level of this conversation, we're going to have to be willing to have conversations with people that we don't necessarily agree with and be open to hearing what they have to say and investigating um, and investigating it a little bit more. I don't know that I have the capacity or the interest, <laughs> or the interest but the somebody going to have to do it because we can't keep having Antoinette the same conversation. has the ammo for it. She, she Antoinette is, she, if she there had, is one if person a, that does, a queen that has the space it for it, yes. she, she really has the space for, space for it. Um, but, but I don't, I, do you hate tenderness in men? Is that what you're saying? Are I you, don't hate it, but I can't you? lie that there's a part of me of me that one doesn't expect it from men really in a in a in a in a certain way if it, it yes to be completely honest and also i don't know that i honor and really um think that my uh, th- this feminine i'm not going to say mine but this feminine yielding um open soft energy do I really think that is equal and as powerful as this other kind of yang energy Mm. and I don't think our I don't think our society rewards that in any way no yeah I don't think I don't think I just don't think we 
we talk a lot about it. I think women have a emotional capacity and range that we have been socialized to have. I don't know if right. it's because we think we do that maybe men haven't, but I, I think I'm still grappling with, do we even really fuck with this so-called <laughs> soft and do we really respect it? Do we really honor it in our, but who was, who, who are you asking that of yourself as an individual? I think I, maybe, like I'm, a, maybe I'm projecting onto everybody, which yeah. is quite possible, which is quite it possible. It sounds like it. But I, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I that's don't okay. Know. And that's, we, don't, we don't have to answer all the questions today. <laughs> we don't. I, right. That's why I listen when I, I was like, should we talk about this? But I think this is a, it needs to be a constant conversation. Oh, and, and it will. Actually. It will. But uh, yeah, no, I, I soft, tender, please be soft with me. Please be tender. Please. My life is hard enough. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't I need want to, to be that, that with myself more again. Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it. yeah, definitely in partnership. It is appreciated. I, yeah, mm, no, I, yes, please be tender with me. <laughs> We're going to move on. I'm not going to talk too much about the NAACP award show. All I can say is Zendaya looked so good. Did you see her on the, her little outfits? <laughs> all of her outfits at all of the award shows. She's been killing the motherfucking game, doing all the things. Yeah, no, she looks incredible. She looks incredible. Amazing. She's also, you know, uh, making some waves in, in, again, the lexicon of people minding other rich people's business that we all Period. do. She has negotiated with Euphoria $1 million per episode. Yes. Give the lady her things. What, what else do we need to talk about? <laughs> people are saying that that's obscene. She's saying people are saying maybe that's discouraging for other cast members that are showing up as equally as she is. Other folks are saying this nigga is the executive producer on this bitch. I just thank you. (laughs) Also, no shade. We love an ensemble cast, but Zendaya is the motherfucking star of Euphoria. And a million dollars is an exorbitant amount of money. But I think they paid the friends cast a million an episode okay. like they be out here giving the, the girls they be out here giving money in the so, weird world of la la land that's what yeah, should happen unfortunately okay. now could we get that same benefit to our teachers and our doc well, absolutely that's not. another conversation exactly but to that is not it's not completely unconceivable it's been done before people have definitely been getting i believe nene leaks herself thought she should be getting paid a million an episode for housewives of atlanta so the money is there i, I think zendaya it. should get it congratulations and, zendaya yeah Eating if anything this should the encourage the rest of the girls to ask for what the fuck they want too I know why would right. it discourage them please who do you that's think silly. should get if there was another star do you watch euphoria oh a girl yes i do um oh but see this is the problem i don't know none of the white people's names what's the, the crying but, nigga the one to cry all the time she puts on a show crying nigga. What hysterical crying? yes the girl she's a messy blonde a mess was, oh, um, with the big team. Cassie. Case. Cassie. Is that her name? Because I just made that name up. Is that I think name? it is. Oh, I my God. She, she is now. You don't think she should good, win? 
Good TV, she is. A fucking mess also. I love Jules. I love um, Jules. I love Jules. I love, I love, I, I don't know Storm's name in the show, but I love Storm on the show. The, sis- the mama is good. The Storm, the little sister? The little sister, yeah. Are you watching The Last of Us? Who? Girl, Sunday night, don't call me. That's me. <laughs> When I tell you, this is, if anybody knows me, a zombie post-apocalyptic, the world is over, a cult documentary, and anything about serial killers. Musty television. I will be there. So yes, the last, and can I say, because I know this is not on there, The Last of Us is not only, it's not even about the goddamn zombies and the fungi. People. The TV is so good. The writing so good if you've watched Dawn The Walking Dead, any of the Dawn of the Dead movies. Like this is such a thoughtful way to do the end of the world. I love like, it. So good. End it's of the so world good. and humans are still learning how to regulate their emotions and not well. End of the world and we are still fucking each other up. I'm, I'm just obsessed. Like... I'm obsessed. I I talk about this. I maybe I Talk, I feel like anybody that will talk about it with me, I repeat the same thing. Well, now I need we need to talk about this. The fu- the f- these particular zombies make my mm. skin crawl. I it makes my skin crawl when the little tentacles oh. come out of there, girl. Literally, so and I have I'm, goosebumps I'm, right now. <laughs> I'm a bit grosses of a, me out. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a uh, a scaredy cat, and so I do kind of scroll through to oh, see. Oh, girl! Because I know they're coming. I know they're you, coming. I would be I need pissed to, watching. This I need with to. You. No, 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 no. I have to prepare myself. <laughs> I need to see who's getting bit, who dies, how. I I just need to prepare myself. And every time I see them, the the artistry, like the hair and makeup people, amazing. Also. Quite as it's kept, this might actually fucking happen. So we really need to tighten Girl, up. Girl, I said corda, cordyceps, corda. <laughs> how on my computer later yes. night, cordyceps. How and they are here the world... with us right now. And global warming is mother. It's watching fucking, those I mean... bugs. I watching about ten praying mantises corpse walking by themselves. Ugh. Not in real life, but through the videos. Oh, my head is scratching. <laughs> like, what? Oh, it makes yeah, me itch. It really grosses me out. I apologize, everyone. Y'all got to get into it because it's beautiful. The Last of Us is a show. Get somebody's HBO Max and watch that shit. Show. It's good. It oh. is very good. Oh, my. Okay. All right, y'all. We're going to end <laughs> with white people just doing what they want to do. And God, it's very interesting. <laughs> Listen, now, Dilbert, now my young mm. Shanti, young Shanti would open up the paper and read uh-huh. all of the comics. I wouldn't understand. Never got any of the jokes. Didn't understand. But put the colored comics, Hobbs and Calvin, Calvin and Hobbs. Check you out. Loved it. Uh-huh. Were you a fan of Dilbert? No, I didn't. Okay. I never understood what was going on, but I would watch it. Apparently, the cartoon artist of Dilbert, Scott Adams, mm. took his ass on a live stream and went on a rant now. He was um, commenting um, uh, <laughs> on a poll from the conservative firm Ross Moosen reports. 
mm-hmm. that said 50 first of all this makes me laugh 53 <laughs> percent of black americans agreed with the statement it's okay to be white now you do the right. math what's that if <laughs> <laughs> 53 said it's okay i'm not nearly another half i right. think was like no absolutely no. not it is absolutely not <laughs> it is in fact not okay to be white. <laughs> Shout to your mother. Absolutely not. It's, you it's, have, she's just, it's just dangerous. It's not it's okay. Dangerous. It's not okay. It's, it is a risk to society. We have history, statistic, and reports to support this. The black said no. The black said not today, Satan. No, it's not okay. Scott it's did not, not like that. Scott said. I don't want to have to anything to do with them. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. I'm actually very, I'm offended on behalf of Southerners because that man probably lives in motherfucking Connecticut. You didn't have to give him that voice like that. It felt like a country voice because there's no fixing this. Scott you did not have to do that <laughs> the Southern. I apologize on behalf of how, Shanti, I, how would a white like, I don't even know how a white guy I mean he did Dilbert I don't, oh I don't know I, I can't do that I, it's Southern to me it's just it's natural this nigga oh, said shit. because there is no fixing this he's no hopeless like Scott is hopeless I mean is he wrong <laughs> girl is he wrong? As a white person, he's mm-hmm. saying, stay away. Just, he, said, he said, I think he said, I saw I saw a bit of the stream on motherfucking YouTube, of all places, where he said that he's found his little, and he lives in a neighborhood where there aren't too many of them, and he's doing just He's going fine. great. And I said, Scott, good for you. Scott, is it? Yes, yeah, Scott, good for you, sir. Stay the fuck away from us because you're crazy. Do your thing over there. Yeah, I listen. He's been dropped from Dilbert ain't nowhere to be seen. It's irrelevant. And it won't. And it won't be. Yes. Elon Musk is in support of Scott, who of is like, cancel culture. You guys are just censoring us. But aren't aren't we? Like, this white man can't come here and read some stats and say how he feels? Listen, this is this is what people always misconstrue Talk about, about it. our Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, all that shit. That is agreement between the citizens and the government that okay. says, you are free to say whatever you want to say. You have the freedom to express yourself. Rah, rah, rah. That shit don't got nothing to do with the newspapers he's in. Those are all public, privately, privately yeah. companies. Yeah. That don't have nothing to do with Twitter. It don't have nothing to do with Instagram. It don't have nothing to do with YouTube. And that little box that y'all sign where y'all make that little profile, I'm sure somewhere in the terms and agreements, it says, if we don't like what the fuck you say, we can rack this whole shit up. That is a so, legal case Scott, that you need. You found out they not fucking with your shit. And that was some motherfucking rap. And found out. Fucked around and found out. Listen, slippery slope. I don't know. There is something around censorship, though. There is something (laughs) around this performance of like, oh, he said something about black people. He said something about Jewish people. Mm, 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 mm. Even though we ain't really doing nothing for black. We don't protect these. We don't fucking care for real, man. (laughs) 
But all right, I get it. We all got to save face. Uh, Delbert you know? <laughs> was an unassuming character and he is now gone. Gone. To never be found. Who was reading newspapers <laughs> to begin with? That man, his livelihood was at his end and he knew it. That's. I also feel like he probably just got old and didn't give a fuck no more. Because oh, yeah. that is a thing. He was a COVID, you know, anti-vaxxer and everything. I, Scott has been building. This has been building, right. apparently. Scott, We've been getting to this point. He's been getting free to fuck He got his followers up. Lord knows what Dilbert was saying in the satire underneath all of this. Right. Shit. That now we might have to go back and read some of them damn comics. Dilbert, the shit nigger was spelt backwards and shit in the <laughs> There's all these hidden weak <laughs> that nigga was spelled backwards, Chanti. He just had like all these hidden soap KKK in Easter eggs that you yeah. have to go find now. You're absolutely right. Listen. I'm gonna go search it. Somebody's gonna find it. And there'll there'll be a YouTube video of all of the yeah, racist Dilbert comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think the unfortunate thing about this, and to your point about um, deplatforming these people, is it just pushes them further and further and further mm. into the margins. The margins, and I mm. feel like this now is vindicating mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. about the, the ideas that they had around race relations or what have you. And, and there is violence and danger there. Yes. So that is the thing that I'm always really, really concerned about. But I think what else are we going, what do we do with somebody who's, who, says things like this and is disparaging to whole communities we can't just let these things live in the ether but i don't i don't know that just pushing them out of society or like out of the mainstream is also really helpful no i don't think it is either i think it's just like you said it's just as ineffective and yes really just push segregating in a lot of ways so Mm. that's why everybody gotta listen to gabor because gabor got the fucking (laughs) keys to this talking about trauma right no he talks about it he says when we understand that trauma is the root of so much mental illness Mm. and 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 problems that if as a society we recognize that the judicial system would change, the medical system would change, the way we raise kids and educate them, which like it would just, if we centered yeah. that, it would just flip this whole motherfucker around. So just to bring it but back. Again, that's too much like, right. Like that's I just much, don't feel that's like too much like God. <laughs> I don't feel, I just feel like we, we don't have the capacity because everybody thinks that they don't have a problem. Mm. And so if I've been able to attain success, why can't you? What's trauma? That's not real. What's mental health? That's not real. Like, it's so interesting to me that people want to pretend that like all of these ADHD and um, anxiety, these are all like new phenomenons that just sprang up in the last five to 10 years. It's like, no, people have been suppressing these things because there hasn't been space for them to talk about them freely. And 
um, I wonder how many people we've lost because of that. And I think even though sometimes it could be a little exhausting, it's really wonderful to see people feel so free to just say like, I'm not well. I'm like, I feel like growing up, you couldn't do that. You couldn't say I'm not okay without people thinking that there was something like seriously, seriously wrong with you. And so now to have Mr. Mate kind of share how what how that correlates with what your physical body is doing. Um, I think it could transcend, to your point, how we engage in society, but we have to validate this okay. work. And I don't know that we're willing to we do that to yet. to value human life. And yeah. Not a connection. Capitalism don't run off value in human life. What? Pay the bills. Man, go back to work. Go. Call, shut up and go back to work. Go back to Clock work, in. little three-year-old baby. Stop crying. Anyway. Not three-year-old baby. Because <laughs> apparently they're putting child. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 13. I'm just, sorry. We just uh, yeah, I was like, three is a little early. 13-year-old. Anyway, y'all. <laughs> Nana, thank you so much thank you us. i feel like this was wonderful rich and in, in content and in <laughs> theories and i um, hope so i enjoyed it this feels really good getting my feet wet okay dip that thing jumping back into this thing <laughs> get it in again all right oh, we thank goodness. you for joining us nana please tell people when you do come back out when you feel like oh it because that's your business and oh rest oh and boy. your pace is how you call the <laughs> shots. Where can they reach you and follow your work? Oh, my goodness. Um, So many places. So <laughs> you're ranchy. Um, if you're interested in the fashion things, I'm really excited about a project that I'm hopefully coming out with this year. You can follow me at I am your That's I-A-M-Y-I-R-E-N-K-Y-I. Um, and Work Bay will be back this year. Ooh. It is <laughs> February 28th. I'm saying it. We're coming back. Um, and you can find us on all platforms at WorkBayPod. Um, and yeah, yes. hopefully I'll be on here for my sixth time. Sixth time. Let's <laughs> fucking go. The get the most guest appearances I'm goes to. Oh, nah, 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 nah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATWCurls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>